All right, everybody, welcome to the Backseat Huddle Podcast, episode 35. As always, I'm your host, Tristan Weber. And today, I'm not, I don't have like a ton of really, really strong opinions. I do have a pretty strong opinion on something that the Dolphins said slash did. But today's episode is going to be a little bit different. It's mostly just going to be quick thoughts on free agency and recent events throughout the league. So let's just go ahead and jump right into it. All right. So Jeff Darlington recently, recently rather, Jeff Darlington recently tweeted about the Dolphins and their lack of interest in Lamar Jackson, saying the Dolphins will not be pursuing Lamar Jackson or any other starting quarterback this offseason. Multiple sources tell me. As one source said, head coach, Mike McDaniels fully believes Tua is the perfect fit for his system. I'm worried about this for the Dolphins. You know who else was a perfect fit in their system? Jimmy Garoppolo for the 49ers. And what is all of our collective opinions about the 49ers? And that was that they were probably one of, if not the best roster in the NFL, but their quarterback just wasn't good enough to get it done. And now history is repeating itself in South Beach with a former 49ers coach. The Miami Dolphins just traded for Jalen Ramsey. Look at the firepower that the Dolphins have. They have good to great players everywhere. Tyreek, Jalen Waddle, Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard. They've got an excellent young offensive coach in Mike McDaniel, an excellent defensive coordinator in Vic Fangio. Everything is coming together in Miami for them to have an excellent team and an excellent season. Except the quarterback. Excellent players and a great roster, great coaches, great offensive scheme, great defensive coaches, coaches, but an injury-prone quarterback who's really not good enough to win the Super Bowl. The Miami Dolphins are the exact same team that the 49ers have been the past few seasons. They're the exact same. The problem is, right now, the NFL has a quarterback issue. The NFL has an extremely uneven weight toward the quarterback position in regards to how much impact the quarterback has on winning games, especially late in the season. And the Miami Dolphins have a great roster, but the narrative for them still hasn't changed. When it comes time for them to play in the playoffs, who are you going to pick Tua over in a playoff game? Are you going to take Tua over Joe Burrow? Are you going to take Tua over Aaron Rodgers, who appears to be going to the Jets? What about Patrick Mahomes? Are you going to take him over Patrick Mahomes? What about Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars, who now have Calvin Ridley coming back next season? Are you going to choose Tua over six foot five, rocket arm Justin Herbert, who now, perhaps for the first time in his professional career, has a legitimate offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore? And look, I'm not even, you'll notice, I didn't bring up Josh Allen because, in full honesty, if the Dolphins had Tua during their playoff game, the Miami Dolphins probably would have beaten the Bills this postseason. There is enough of a coaching mismatch between the Dolphins and the Bills right now, and it was on display during that playoff matchup, that I believe that the Dolphins could beat Josh Allen and the Bills in the postseason based on that, that, based on that coaching mismatch. 
but that's the exact same thing that the 49ers have relied on for the past four or five years, coaching mismatches and a superior roster. And what do they have to show for it? The NFL is about winning Super Bowls, and the 49ers have been a quarterback away for five years. And it's looking like it's going to be the exact same story for the Miami Dolphins. There's just too much depth in the AFC. And I understand what the Dolphins are doing. It makes sense. They have a quarterback that's on a rookie deal that they value more highly than others. And they're trying to stack the roster. But we've seen this show with the 49ers. The Dolphins needed to go after Lamar, Aaron Rodgers, or some other, or the, or some other major quarterback because we've seen this already. A great roster surrounding an average to above average to good quarterback just doesn't get it done in the playoffs. Great quarterbacks do. Season in and season out. The Dolphins needed to go get a major quarterback. All right. So moving on. The Panthers might be having the least functional week in NFL history. The Panthers recently traded up for the number one overall pick, sending two firsts, including the ninth pick in this year's draft, two seconds, and wide receiver one, DJ Moore, to the Bears for the first overall selection in this year's draft. And now they're allegedly shopping the number one pick themselves. Dove Kleiman tweeted, if they have more than one quarterback prospect they like, they could trade down. I almost can't believe this story is real. This has to be one of the strangest things I have ever seen. What is going on in that building? Generally speaking, if you trade up to the number one pick, it's because you believe there is a quarterback you really like, you really love. So you trade up to the first pick to make sure you can get that guy. But why make this trade if you like more than one guy? It doesn't make, it literally just doesn't make any sense at all. And if you round it back to the trade itself, they traded away their best wide receiver. So if you know that you're going to target a quarterback with pick one, why did you trade the best pass catcher on your team? It's like literally, it just doesn't make sense. And then after you trade up to pick one, why did you trade all your assets if you're just going to trade the pick back? What was the point? Literally, none of this makes any sense, and the Panthers are just sucking right now. Everything they've done this week has just been completely weird. <clears throat> okay? To a team that now makes a little bit more sense, the Panthers, rather, sorry, the Bears have absolutely been the storyline of this offseason and this free agency period, and I absolutely love what they're doing. Every move the Bears are making is just bolstering their team. They came into this offseason with by far the most cap room in the NFL, and they're using it well. So like I said before, the Bears obviously traded the number one overall pick for a really nice haul, including the number nine pick in this year's draft, first and next year's draft in two seconds, and DJ Moore. The draft picks would have been enough alone by themselves for the Bears to have won that trade. But then they also robbed the Panthers of their wide receiver one, and that just completely takes it over the top. Basically, what the Bears are doing right now is they're doubling down on Justin Fields and they're giving him the support they need. He officially has weapons and they're going to find out what type of quarterback he is. They're going to find out if he's the guy because there's no more excuses for him this season. 
He's got DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Schleis Claypool, Cole Komet. He's got weapons. And they also just signed a guard who had one of, if not the best, pass rush win rates among guards in the NFL. So there's some interior line help for Justin Fields as well. Everything they're doing makes sense. The Bears right now are following the current MO of the NFL, which is build up a roster with a quarterback on a rookie deal. And the Bears, they have to be the most exciting what's going to happen storyline of next season. And regardless of it all, at the end of this season, the Bears are going to know if Justin Fields is their quarterback of the future or not. And if he isn't, they have a ton of pieces in place already in-house for the next guy. So everything just makes sense this offseason for the Bears. Just good moves all around. <laughs> Moving on, the Buccaneers are showing interest in Baker Mayfield. And the Beck and the Buccaneers, uh, the Buccaneers feel like an excellent landing spot for Baker Mayfield. If Baker Mayfield goes down to Tampa, is he arguably the best quarterback in that division? Are he and Derek Carr, who just signed with the Saints, really that much different in skill level and ability? Tampa, with their new offensive coordinator, feel like a great fit for Baker Mayfield. He'll have the best receiving talent he's had in their, his career. Mike Evans is one of the most underrated wide receivers in the NFL, and he may end up getting Hall of Fame votes. Chris Godwin, as we know, is excellent. Russell Gage was solid during his time with the Falcons, but he was injured a lot last season. And then second-year tight end Cole, Cade Otten, Showed flashes last season. I understand he had OBJ and Jarvis Landry, but they aren't as good as these guys. I'm sorry to say it. So the Buccaneers have pass-catching talent. Baker Mayfield would walk into Tampa without an excellent run game, I digress, which is what he's used to from his time in Cleveland. But Rashad White, the running back for the Buccaneers, showed flashes this season. But what makes it feel right is that Baker Mayfield feels very plug-and-play in this Tampa Bay offense. Baker Mayfield is at his best when he's in rhythm, working off play action, hits that back foot, and delivers the ball, which is also what Tom Brady obviously did exceedingly well through his entire career, which is not me suggesting that Baker Mayfield is anywhere near the level of player that Tom Brady is. It's just to suggest that this offense shouldn't have to change too drastically in order to accommodate Baker Mayfield's skill set. So it, he feels like a really good fit down in Tampa. And this was actually something I suggested when the Panthers released Baker Mayfield in the middle of last season. And now lastly, Jimmy G has signed with the Raiders. This was the obvious fit, okay? There were rumors this was going to happen, and it makes sense. Jimmy G, Josh McDaniels have a connection from their time in New England, and the team makes sense for him too. Jimmy G is always at his best. He's a solid ground game which is what the Raiders have in Josh Jacob, and he needs to be supported with excellent weapons, which he has with Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, and Hunter Renfro. But this team is still going to be the third or fourth best team in the division. Do we really think that Jimmy G is better than Derek Carr? Jimmy G, to me, doesn't feel like a significant signing, and it doesn't feel like it has a significant impact or changes the landscape of this division at all. This really just feels like Josh McDaniels had a move that Josh McDaniels had to make in order to stay relevant, not the type of move that actually changes the complexion of the team. So I'm not really buying that Jimmy G to the Las Vegas Raiders is actually a big deal.
So that's it. That's my show today. Like I said, it was going to be a little bit shorter. Thank you guys all for listening. Feel free to like and subscribe. Take care, everybody.